0: Hi, welcome to Mission Gathering. We are so glad that you're with us today. We want you to know that you are welcome to join us no matter your race, your gender, your sexuality, your politics, or your beliefs. We hope that you find joy and peace today.
1: The light of Christ is a remembrance that even when we forget to recognize it, there's always an all-encompassing light that is present and available to us. When we are challenged and can't see what the next right step is, this light makes the right path visible. It is a lamp of love that lives in us. that helps us see the world through Christ's eyes. How different would our actions be and our world be if we always acted through this lens? This is why we take the time to remember that we may manifest that light not only in this candle but in our hearts. So, now, if you have a candle available and feel called to do so, light a candle in your space as we light one in ours as a symbol of this remembrance. we're now entering our time of communion. If you don't have something to take communion with, now would be the time to grab a food and drink item available to you. Communion is an act of remembrance. We remember that the body of Christ is not only in Jesus, but it is also in something as simple as this food and this drink. When we eat of this food and drink of this drink, it is a reminder of the body of Christ in you that you too are also the body of Christ, as is your neighbor and everyone and everything you have ever come across. Ephesians 4.4 says, There is one body and one spirit, one God of all who is above all and through all and in all. The conflicts we see in the world around us often stem from people forgetting this. It is my deepest hope that through remembering the Christ in everything and everyone, we may find reconciliation in that wholeness, as Jesus asked of us. Let us recognize that wholeness now, as we eat. And as we drink. And hope to bring about that wholeness in everything that we do.
2: First and last is searching for the first and last.
0: Hey Mission Gathering, I want to let you know of a need that we have an opportunity to meet as a faith community. We are partnering with Eastside Baby Corner from August 2nd through 30th to provide basic hygiene items for kids in need. We don't know what the upcoming school year is going to look like during a pandemic. And there are already kids who cannot afford basic hygiene items. So this is a little bit that we can do to make their lives a little easier, to make the school year a little easier. So if you can purchase the items on the screen uh, by August 30th and ship them directly to us at the address on the screen, 760 2nd Avenue, Northwest, Issaquah, 98027. If you can grab those items on the screen and ship them to us, we will get those to Eastside Baby Corner and get them to kids in need in our community. Thank you so much for having a heart for people in our community. You all are making a difference, and I am honored to be doing church with you. If you would like to support Mission Gathering and the work we're doing in the community, You can give online at missiongathering.com slash Issaquah, or you can text any dollar amount to 84321. We're going to hear from Kyle Reynolds in just a moment, and he's going to share a message on what uh, is so meaningful to him about Mission Gathering. Take just a few moments and pass the peace. This is the part of our service where we send some peace and love to the people around us. So whether it's the people in the room with you, or some friends and family or neighbor that you haven't connected with or heard from lately. Reach out to them. Send them a text, a phone call, and check in and just say, hey, thinking about you, how are you doing? So do that and we'll be right back here for The Message. Thanks.
3: Okay. Hello, mission gathering. Uh, you guys would laugh if you saw my little setup here. I have like my phone camera on two tables, some Tupperware, uh, the pandemic board game and a box of, uh, uh a Lego box. <laughs> it's anyways, <laughs> making it work, huh? Um, yeah, I just t- today I wanted to share, uh, a few ways that I think this church is special. And, um, I hesitated to want to do this because, well, for starters, Devin didn't put me up to this. Okay. So, um, so just so you know, for the record, um, but I didn't, I didn't want to do, uh, this, I was hesitating on it because I, I don't want to be this weird contrasting thing. Uh, it's like, look how we're doing it right. And everyone else is doing it wrong. That's not because that just lends to more tribalism. And that's, that's actually not the way forward for our society. You know, so all, all that does is just further perpetuate, um, a, a lack of growth and evolution for us as, as humans on this planet together. Um, and just, it all is just switch fundamentalism from one, uh, from conservatism to liberalism or just, you know, but we don't actually grow. So, um. But, however, uh, I do think it's important for us to s- stop for a moment and consider what's good, you know, to, to think about such things. Um, so I kind of have five five ways the church uh, is special. This church is special. And I think hopefully it will be encouraging for all of us, myself included. Because um, I really think this church is doing something really special. And the first way is um, that mission gathering is very decentralized. Um and it has been from the very beginning, right? Because we're not we don't have our own building. And um and there's a lot of real health that um comes from that, from the very birth of this um community, that we have been a decentralized organization, decentralized people. I, I saw this um this person, uh Cheryl Bridges John, uh she quoted Bonhoeffer. Uh, in this today's day and age. And I thought it was just really interesting. She did this on Twitter. She said, uh, he, quoting Bonhoeffer, she starts off by saying, he who loves his vision of community more than the community itself becomes a destroyer of the latter. And then she goes on to say, uh, I think that this was fascinating because I've heard that quote many times, but this is what she comments on it. She goes, in these days of COVID-19, if we love our visions of gathered church and religious freedom more than the church itself, we become a destroyer of the latter. That let's not lose sight and let's keep the main thing the main thing, you know? That uh the, the the historical Christian church did just fine without buildings and meeting publicly together uh for many, many times. And we saw this movement of love spread around uh the world um because people wanted to care for the oppressed and uplift the position of women and affirm the dignity of every human life and uh share the hope that um, we've always been loved, and we have always been safe, and we have always been so connected to our Creator. Um, greater love is no one that has no one more than this, right? Uh, so that's that's this idea of decentralized, right? And and even to go further than that, uh, this this community I've noticed uh, what's so attracted me to it is is it's we're not centered. On Devin and Kylie. Have you noticed that? Like they, um, they have a really great way at, uh, at taking the back seats and pushing others. And it, it reminds me of Jesus because for starters, we know the names of the 12 disciples. Uh, name another religion where that occurs that you can name a, a disciple of, of, of Buddha or Muhammad. Uh, and I think those religions have beautiful, wonderful things to contribute. Absolutely. But I do also think that's one thing that makes Christianity distinct is um, Jesus allowed others. He passed the torch and uh, he got out of the way. I think that's incredible. And I see that uh, in the leadership here. Uh, I I thought about that just a few nights ago uh, during the pub theology. I was supposed to facilitate it. And I've always, and I didn't do a good job with this, but I, I have known that healthy small groups are always that moment when people are talking and they're no longer um, it's no longer centered on the facilitator. They're no longer just answering the questions to the person that asked it, but now they're talking among each other and asking questions of each other. Whenever that can happen, that's always for me like a great indication that, okay, we're in a good place as a small group. Like the dynamics are working. Uh, we didn't achieve that at <laughs> the last month of theology, but that's always been a goal because it's a decentralized model, right? Of co-empowerment. Uh, and and I to go further with that too is um, it, this decentralization goes is even more important than ever before because uh, in the race conversations that we're having in our country uh, it's really easy for um, for it to become something where we whitesplain it or we center the conversation around my experience of privilege or my experience of being pulled over by the police or and we we center everything around us when it when it's not about us. The nature of solidarity is you come alongside others, right? And feel what they're feeling. And, uh, and I've learned that as a white male um, in the conversations we're having to not center it on me, you know, uh, because it, this isn't, because it's not helpful. It's not healing. And ultimately, that's because um, love is, is decentralized. Uh, I'm not getting this out of thin air. This, this comes from the very nature of who I believe God to be that he is uh, three persons in one, uh, the Holy Trinity, God, the father, God, the son, and God, the spirit. And that is really important for this idea of decentralized and the idea of it being truly love, because um, God did not create you and I um, so that we, he would need people to worship him and point out how awesome he is. Uh, that's, that's not, that's self-referential. That's, that's not actually love. That might be that he that God is loving, but the Bible says God is love, and that's just the nature of who He has always been. That's the nature of that's because God the Son loves God the the Father, and God the Father loves God the Spirit, and God the Spirit loves God the Son, and out of that uh, communal love, it 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 pours out onto the rest of the world. But God doesn't need us to be loving. To be love. God has always been love. Does that make sense? And um, and so he's not insecure. Um, he is always, it, it, is, it is knit into the fabric of God's DNA that God is love. And therefore, God has decentralized um, and dispersed this love among the world. Uh, another way that I see um, why this church is special is because... Um, were incarnate, in uh, fleshed, right? And I love how from the very inception of mission gathering that we, we choose to care for the poor and the marginalized and the oppressed of our society and our neighborhoods. Um, but it goes beyond that too. If, if um, I'm not a fan of like belief statements. Never been, I don't, and, and this is, comes from someone that really cares about what I believe. I'm working on my third degree on Christian belief so, like, I care about it, but I don't think it should be the first thing. Um, I see uh, our beliefs and our stances and our opinions and even our ideas as, and what we agree about. I see those elements as, uh, if you're looking at a human, I see those as like the bones of a person. Necessary, important, you can't stand up without it, right? But from others looking at me, if all they see is bone, And I would, they would assume I'm malnourished. Does that make sense? Because, because you can see the bones through my skin, but, but a healthy person, you can't see their bones. You just see flesh incarnate and in incarnational living that what we, what others see is love and hope and peace and joy and self-control and perseverance and affirmation and empathy. Um, Concern for for others, selflessness, humility, right? That's what people see. That's the outside. That's the flesh. And inside, yeah, there's some bones, and that's important to know what we believe about things. But and if that's the first thing people see, we're missing the point. And I love that the first thing people see about mission gathering is the flesh—that we care for people well, that we're known for love, right? That um, we're known for, for compassion. We're known for um, looking and uh, to uplift the position of oppressed people groups and vulnerable people groups. That's what people see. That's what really actually matters. It's not as, as important of what we believe, but how we believe. That's what a healthy church looks like, in my opinion, at least. And I think Mission Gathering's doing really well. Okay, third one is, uh, oh, we're trusting. Uh, I think that's kind of neat and, and and frankly unusual for a church to be so trusting, and you can see that because of how many different voices share. Um, and, uh, and that's just been knit into the fabric of this DNA of this community from their very beginning. Uh, I love that um, Devin chooses to have a multitude of voices, uh, not just share on Sunday mornings, but um, in, in, in facilitating different groups. And, and there's a trust that comes from that, right? Um, there is a comfortability with mess with messy faith, um, uh, and, and being able to discern and see the beauty in that mess. Um, that we seem to be as a community, very comfortable with questions and not just like the, um, the cynical question, everything just to be a questioner. Cause that just, that just doesn't go anywhere. It, it um, we got to grow, right? Um. But on the other end of things, it's not the kind of questioning that, oh, we're, we like having questions here as long as you come up with, with our answers. <laughs> that's not actually honest questioning, right? And I like that, um, we're, this community is trusting enough that we allow, that allows space to, to question even if you come up with an answer that's different than mine. I think that's really special. And it, and it creates a place that I feel safe. Cause, um, what I believe isn't doesn't determine whether I belong that's that's like um, for me that's like the world because sometimes I don't know what I believe to be honest and um, and yet I still feel safe that's I think really special um certainty is not a virtue here um and it reminds me of how Jesus sent out uh, the disciples. There was a trust in in how he cares for people, how he emboldens and empowers people um, I think that 's really special uh fourth one is uh as a community I think we 're really diverse and that's that 's awesome because that 's where growth occurs right is in in diversity um it 's the difference between unity and uniformity because um because no one, no one's gonna be impressed. No one's gonna think, "Isn't that special?" <laughs> if if a community of people gather together and they all happen to like like all the same music and um, and listen to all the same podcasts and believe all the same things and vote all the same way and think about the same way and care about all the same things in society and <laughs> like, no, no it all look the same. No, no one's gonna be like, "Isn't that so special?" Wow. Look, like, no, no you, but what, what could be really special, I think, and what makes this place special is because, because we don't all agree. We don't all look the same and act the same and vote the same and think the same, believe the same, right? And yet, um, there's a unity, not a uniformity, but a unity and, uh, amongst diversity, a diverse unity, we're both equally important. And, and that, I think, makes this place really special. And I think others think it's special because it's like, wow. Um, and you still love each other. That's amazing. And that's what we need more in this world. And lastly, um, let's see, is that uh, another way I think our church is special is we're humble. And uh, I, I borrowed this from donna Miller. He wrote a book about this uh, a long time ago. But he gives us different elements of what makes a really good story and uh, just in life. And, 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 and like when you're reading a story or watching a story on, on, unfold on TV, right? Or you're binge watching a show, like what makes it really good? And uh, a bunch of different elements, but one of the most important ones is you got to care about what happens to the character. If you don't care about what happens to the character, like you're going to tune out. And some of us have, right? We started watching a, a series on Netflix, and you're just like, I'm not really into it. It's probably because you don't care what happens at the end. <laughs> right? You're not invested. You don't. You don't feel like. Um, you don't feel like you're cheering. For the main character to somehow get through it or win or, um, or come to that realization or, uh, rebuild that relationship or say, I love you or, beca- you know, whatever it is. You don't, you don't care. And the reason why we don't care is because, um, the one thing a character in a story is not allowed to do is to think that they're more important than others. We see this played out in reality TV shows all the time. Like the villain of any reality show, right? Like the bachelorette which i'm a big fan of uh <laughs> is the bachelor or the <laughs> to think about uh the villain <laughs> is um is always going to be the person that thinks they're better than other people and you find yourself starting to not hope they don't win at the end but the hero is always the person that that never thinks they're be- more important than other people and you find yourself cheering for them it's it's another goofy way to explain it but if you've seen them um the Rocky movie, the new one, um, Sylvester Stallone takes like um, like the first hour on a movie about boxing, doesn't have any fighting in it. All it is, is just like the character uh, replacing a light bulb for a single mom and helping a dog and like, you know, and it's, it's sick. And you're like, why are they doing this uh, movie about boxing for an hour of the movie? And it's because they want you to cheer at the end. They want you to, like, hope he wins, hope he overcomes. Um, I'm cheering for mission gathering. Uh, I think we're really humble. I don't think we think of ourselves as more important than others as Philippians two points out, but I'm, I'm cheering for, I'm interested in what happens next. There's this understatedness to our community that I think is, is incredibly rare. It, it helped it uh, i remember i was um i w- I, w- I still am but i was i was in the midst of really beginning to heal from some wounds of being really hurt by christian leaders and i walked into mission gathering and i was just so taken by how understated uh Devin is um, didn't feel like he was trying to sell me something you know and uh that was like really looking back it was like really healing for my soul um I, it was like oh maybe maybe i can be safer i, I only share that because i am assuming that's probably a lot of our stories we a lot of us have been wounded pretty severely we have we have legitimate trauma legitimate spiritual trauma from from previous religious institutions and in order for us to feel safe and to grow again Um, it's got to be humble. You can't think it's better than other people and other places, right? More important. Um, So uh, I guess I want to end things with that because uh, church is in a building and it's not a time that you gather on Sunday. It is a group of human beings. It's us, it's you, it's me. And so may you and I, be humble people. That we truly, imagine that, that um, that was, okay, I know I'm out of time, just gotta say, imagine that that's what the writer of Philippians said about Jesus, that he actually thought of himself as as not as important as others. He thought of others as more important than himself. Like, I can give lip service to that idea, and for like an hour at a party, I can make you think I believe that, but like, to actually think that. To actually inwardly through my reactions and my responses to the world. To, th- to think that's what I think that's what it means by having the mind of Christ. To, to think of others as more important than myself. Wow. So may we be um, humble people. Diverse. Trusting. Incarnational and decentralized. Um, And may we be those kinds of people as we show compassion and hope and love to this world. May we be the body of Christ poured out and broken for this world. I love you guys. I miss you. Um, May your uh, week um, live this out.